Welcome to Show Me Something Wrong, where each episode one of us chooses a movie to watch that the other has not seen. The movies are often, what was it, odd? Usually obscure, was it? And wrong. They're very wrong. <laughs> Off to a good start. I know, they're wrong. That's the main thing. Yes. I'm Guy. I'm Dave. <laughs> and I've chosen the movie today, and it is Fatal, not Attraction, Termination, Fatal Termination, 1990, directed by Andrew Cam. This one from 1990. 1990. I thought it was 89. Right. Well, apparently 1990. Who knows? Oh, it's 89 minutes. That's probably where (laughs) the confusion comes in from. (laughs) Oh, of course. (laughs) Of course, that old chestnut. (laughs) So we're back in Hong Kong because we adore Hong Kong cinema. I would say Hong Kong and Japan have the most wrong films. They seem to appear on our on this podcast quite a lot. Yeah, definitely. Do you know why I thought it was 89? It's set in 1989. There's a title that says 1989. Bastards. That's where I'm getting confused. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're back in Hong Kong and with another action movie. Mm. Because we all know how well the first action movie <laughs> went. Yeah, well, every time, or the two times... Is this only the second time we've done an action movie? Yeah, because no one cares yeah. about them. <laughs> yeah, we covered um, American Hunter. Mm, great which movie. this movie has a connection to. Mm. I'm, I'm sure you know about that. That's what I said at the end of the last episode. Yeah, I, I didn't realize it was American Hunter, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that that's probably, yeah, one of, yeah, up there with our least listened to episodes. <laughs> that and My Evil Soul, come on guys. Oh, come go on, get your balls out. We talk yeah. about it all the fucking time. <laughs> yes, um, so it's an action movie um, which recently got a beautiful restoration re-release by Era 444. So I thought it would be the perfect time to talk about it. And side note on that, the previous Era 444 re- release we did was um, our favourite Red Spell Spells Red. Mm which I had on my list and then they released it. And this one I also had on my list <laughs> and then they announced they were re-releasing it. So I feel like me and Era 444 are in sync. Yeah, what's going on I there? think I should work for them. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have, we're have we on the same wavelengths. So yes, um, beautiful release uh, by Era 444. Uh, definitely worth checking out. Now, this film... Unfortunately, so I feel like I'm starting on a bad note, but, <laughs> but it's worth mentioning. It's it kind of suffers from bad marketing, or mm. it's um, maybe it's a bit misleading in mm. its marketing. So the synopsis for this film is as follows: A Hong Kong police officer's wife seeks revenge when a ruthless munitions smuggler kidnaps her daughter. Very which, small part, which of is the film. which is kind of true. Yeah, but it's not what this film is about. No. However, that is that is you know no matter where you look on the internet, that is what this film's mm. synopsis is. And the cover of this film, or like every release I've seen, really focuses on that character, mm. the the mother character. Yeah, who I would not put in the main characters. Of oh, this. I I would disagree. She's but def- she has the least screen time of the main characters. I would yeah, say. I mean she's. But I feel like that's what's so great about her. She's almost non-existent. She's kind of in the background for the first half of the movie. Mm. And then when she does come in to, like, her element, she's just so, so incredible. Yeah. I'm not um, saying she's not good, but she has 
very little screen time yeah. <laughs> to yes. the point that I'm like, I must have been confused that, mm. that she was in this this film. But she's like, like yeah. you said, on all the posters, yeah. And all, yeah, all the marketing images. Even though that is true, this is kind of, uh, I guess you say, a run-of-the-mill Hong Kong crime drama, which there are many, many of, but with a twist. And that twist is what puts this film on our wrong list today. So while uh, most people, um, having read the synopsis, might be waiting for like a kidnapping and rescue film, they'd be waiting a long time and treading through a lot of cop drama before that ever really kicks off. And um, don't get me wrong, I think as a cop drama, this film is good. It's a good film, but when you go in expecting something and you get something very different, more often than not, you end up disappointed, mm. which I feel like this film suffers from a little bit. Right. Um, and with that in mind, I don't want to spend too long on the first half of this film because it's very dialogue heavy. So I'll be breezing through some of the scenes and getting to the good stuff as soon as possible. There is some pretty funny stuff in the first mm. half of this, though. Like the villains in this film are fucking hilarious. <laughs> Both the the foreigner villains. Oh, yeah. And the main kind of like cucked customs officer oh, villain God, is love him. absolutely hilarious yep. i i was laughing at almost every <laughs> scene that he's in oh he enraged me yeah. um yes and you know speaking of which the cast of this is incredible mm. this has such a fantastic cast so i'm going to be going through introducing the characters and what they're connected to as as they appear on screen um but yeah jump in anytime dave Alright. So, jamming opening theme song. The music in this is <laughs> fucking crazy. Foremost, I was like, what is this great song? <laughs> it's, it's really like, weird. <laughs> it's not like, yeah, it's nothing like I've heard before in this kind of genre mm. as well. It's very weird. And the titles are ridiculous. Yeah. Like, that main Fatal Termination oh, title. Oh, it's like some weird, like, black and white it's stuff. Hideous. It hideous title. When I watched this, I didn't pay any attention to the titles. Like, I mean, the, the, as in the people appearing in this movie. I looked at it, I was like, wow, these are gross. And yeah. loving the song that plays over the top of it. So I didn't pay attention to actually who's in this movie. <laughs> so when they appeared on screen, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so the opening of this film is extremely confusing. Yes, I would say so. <laughs> And we open, we, we jump around different yeah. places and there's so many players in this. Like we open in 1989. That's why I got mixed up before. So 1989, not in Hong Kong. No, we're in the in bloody Philippines. In the Philippines. And yeah, this opening scene is, is very baffling, but we basically just have like a weapons deal mm. happening with some... Arabic guys. I mean, they're just like white guys yeah. with brown face on, essentially. <laughs> they have the very uh, stereotypical terrorist outfits. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. It's like a caricature of what you'd imagine a terrorist to look like. <laughs> yeah, but they're just like buying some weapons from yeah. from a an inspector guy. Like, I guess he's a cop in the Philippines. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We basically, yeah, we get um, introduced to loads of people yeah. with no context that we don't figure out for a, quite a long time. Mm. So they kind of, um, they go to buy the guns and it's some foreign dude, like you said. Um, it's funny because we're in the Philippines, yet everyone is speaking Cantonese. Mm. Everything is dubbed. Yeah. Which kind of also confused me 
Because I was like, hang on, where are we now? But they're still speaking Cantonese. Yeah. But they're not in bloody Hong Kong. And no, no one here is Chinese. <laughs> it is funny, though, that there's a few moments of, like, English swearing, though. Yeah. Like, there's yeah, a bit yeah. where, like, one of the Arabic guys later is just like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cracked me up. Anyway, they struck a deal, but... One of the the terrorist guys, he wants one more thing. He mm. says, I want a softball. And the arms dealer kind of freaks out. He's like, are you crazy? I can't get you a softball. He's like, I'm going to get that fucking softball. And he pulls out a gun. He's like, no one's going to stop me from getting my fucking softball. And I don't know, is that slang for another weapon? <laughs> because know. that never appears <laughs> <laughs> again in the movie. We have no mention <laughs> of this softball. I only think that might resemble a softball. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but they made a really, really strong point of it. Yeah, like, what the fuck is that? Should we start softball? Are you searching I'm gonna, softball? I'm going to search it. Softball. Weapon? Weapon. It's going to be like a Nerf thing or something that comes up. Um, yeah, that's the first thing that's come up. <laughs> just Nerfs. So he, he really wants a Nerf, a Nerf gun, that's, essentially. I mean, times are tough in um, the Philippines. Yeah. <laughs> no one has any Nerf to play with. <laughs> Jump forward now, we're in Hong Kong, and there's a shady deal going on under a bridge. There we meet the uh, the big boss, the buyer of the weapons, Ko Mok Fu, played by mm. Philip Ko. Mm, mm. Mm. <laughs> we know him from such delights as Seeding of a Ghost, which I fucking yeah, love. A great film. I, I you know, I uh, I was going through his filmography and last last time or last time when we did the um Oily Maniac and you asked me what my favourite Shaw Brothers was mm. and I said the um human lanterns. Mm. But Seeding of a Ghost Man, that is such a fantastic movie. And uh and of course the Boxer's Omen mm. which I know I've not I'm not seen, but I know it's like, you know, at the top of everyone's lift, everyone goes on about the Boxer's Omen and I know I need to see it at some point. Anyway, he's in that. So he's a kind of, um, he's a familiar face. Mm. And he says to the shady terrorist dudes, I'll get the job done for you. We don't know what, we don't know what that. So I'm confused. Like he's, so he's the one who's bringing the guns in. Like Ko, mm-hmm. Ko is doing that. He's bringing them in for the terror, terrorist guys, the, those dudes. And what, what are they using the weapons for? We, we don't know what they're using the weapons But they for. want the weapons. And he's sort no, of helping. No, he wants the weapons. He wants the weapons? They're selling the weapons. To him. To him via the uh, funny postal company going through the- Postal company? The customs. The customs. The post. Selling it via the post. Yes. So we have this weird, like, love triangle. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's where we meet up with Officer Y. The best character in the film. Who you fucking love. <laughs> well, the cuck, as well, you called him. Love to hate him. I just, the thing I love about this guy. So I think he's probably the most famous. He's actor got a in this, very funny yeah. filmography. It's yeah. very odd. But most people would know him from Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Where he's like the lead role in that from memory. Not seen it. I haven't seen it for a while, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he, he's the lead. But yeah, he, yeah, he's a very well known actor. Mm. What was his name? Robin Show. S-H-O-U. His character, like, yeah, he's sort of the middleman yeah. guy between the Arabic guys, so, the fake Arabic guys, yeah. and the Co- buyer. Yeah. mustache man villain guy. Mm. And he's this, like, the head of the cu- customs at, mm. the, at the Hong Kong airport. But I just love his characters, like, this absolute 
sort of cucked character, even though he yeah. thinks that he's so fucking cool. Mm. And every scene, he's just got this smirk. But yeah. almost every scene with him, he ends up getting the shit beaten out oh, of him really no, horribly. I know. And just every time, it cracked me up so much. He's a very smug-looking cunt. He clearly loves himself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's so much fun to see him get beaten the shit out of repeatedly. But mm. fair play to him. He is also a fucking tough dude. Yeah, he, like, he does... Yeah, that's the thing. He's, like, presented... As I think the film wants us to see him as like this really tough kind of mm. guy, and he is, but most of the time he's getting the shit beat out of him. <laughs> I also love like when he meets Ko. Mm. He's talking about the Arabic group that he's working with, yeah, and they're described as a leftist, leftist Muslim civilian group. <laughs> so I'm like, what? What are they doing? What's what are these guys doing? What country are they from? For starters, what's their goals here? We do find out later one of them's from Lebanon. Okay, so there are Lebanese leftist Muslim civilian group that, for some reason, are selling weapons in Hong yeah. Kong yeah. from the Philippines. Yes. So it's quite convoluted yeah, to say. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Co introduces the two groups. So you have got the radical Muslims and why uh, I call him the uh, the crooked postman, uh, the postal <laughs> worker. Uh, and it's his job to use his inside connections to intercept the package of weapons that are coming into the country. Now, Officer Y, he wants three million cash mm. in advance, which he says. Um, very, very distinctly. Yeah. It's like Cantonese, 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 cash. Sambaman. Cash. And, uh, and they struck a deal. Now, the dirty postman has two henchmen, mm. Little Devil and Billy. Yeah. <laughs> and Little Devil lives up to his name. Yeah. He's a bit of a cunt. And Billy, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want any part of this, no. but he's just kind of. He's going on for the ride. He's yeah. like, yeah. He's just, yeah. Why does he go along with it? He doesn't... He clearly doesn't want to. Mm. I guess his job is at stake or whatever. Yeah, he has to listen to the... To why. Mm. But Little Devil is as keen as a bean. That's what they say. Well, that's what you say, at least. <laughs> <laughs> and then we meet our heroes of the film, the Yan family. Yan Yan. Yan Yan. With the voice of an adult woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that other film we watched where there was like a kid clearly being dubbed by an adult? Uh, was it the Fulci one? That you did? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The murder secret. Like, every Italian film. Right. Whenever there's, like, a little boy character, it's always, like, a woman being like, oh, hey, what's going on? <laughs> and this was the same. Yeah. Yan Yan speaks like a, a lady. Yan Yan. Yeah. So, Yan Yan, um, what, maybe four, five-year-old kid? Um, yeah, very very young. Very young. Got her dad, John, who is uh, played by Ray Lui. He's a funny fella as well. He was in like the <laughs> funny fella. He is like everyone here. It's like all the actors here. They're all like Hong Kong actors, but they've all kind of broken out into Hollywood. Mm. Um, so he was in the Transformers movie. Oh, really? Yeah, he he was in Bruce Willis's Airstrike. What? No, not in that. Uh, but he does. He's done films with Jackie Chan and Donnie Yen as well. Mm. Uh, anyway, he's like an Interpol agent, and we have his beautiful wife who we will get to later because, as we mentioned, she's kind mm. of just floating around the background for the first half of the movie. I love after we meet this family, we see, like, a printout of the the main terrorist oh, yeah. guy. Yeah. And it's just, like, it's just really funny how many typos are on this, like, official document. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't even notice that. It's just the first thing I noticed. It says, like, uh, age, but it's spelled A-E-G. <laughs> I 
<laughs> but just almost everything is spelt wrong on oh, it. It's great. I love oh, shit like that. Wow, they tried. Yeah, they tried their best. Cuts to a very distressing coffee making scene. Yeah, that's a that's a fucking strong coffee. Yeah, that's a bleak looking coffee right there. Yeah, and so I was just like, oh my god. So who's going to be drinking that? Well, we have we have a jar. It's like a, it's like it looks like an old jam jar or something, mm-hmm. which is half full of like instant coffee <laughs> and you can see you know from off camera someone just adds a bit of water like a tiny bit of water <laughs> mix it all up so he's got like a very <laughs> thick muddy coffee goes to drink it camera tilts up and oh, who is it oh, it's our Simon, Simon Yam of course Dr. Lamb and one of our favourites don't stop my crazy love for you oh man I aka l- oh <laughs> Stop my crazy love for you. AKA crazy love for you. I'm going to say it. I can't remember. I can't remember. There's so many. Fucking Dr. Lamb is in this. Oh man. That was so exciting. And I love like here. He's, he's not a villain. He's, Mm. he's a, well, I mean, he's like a classic shitty Hong Kong Mm. cop who are always like, they're heroes, but you kind of hate him. Yeah. He's kind of a cunt as well, but he's so good at this kind of like Mm. sleazy cop. Yeah. Character. He's, He's great in this. He's so greasy as awesome. He is. He's he's kind of like he's a bit of he's like the badass of the squad. He likes to bend the rules a bit. He's very casually dressed compared to his co-workers. Mm. No one really thinks too high of him. Yeah. But he's like, I'm gonna get the fucking job done. Yeah. Um one thing that really frustrated me in this film is like they give him this big introduction where you're like, Oh, here we go. Here's mm. our main hero. That's mm. sort of what it feels like when you right. meet him here. But he kind of comes and goes from this film. There's there's like a stretch of this film mm. where I think you don't see him for about half an hour. Right. And I actually thought that I'd missed something and he, mm. he died in a scene or something. Right, right. But yeah, but he he's very like, yeah, it feels like he was only on the shoot for like a couple of days or something. Yeah, I think that is uh, one of the faults of this movie. They're, they're, they squash too much in. There's Way so too many, characters. many characters, so many subplots. Mm. Uh, and it's just like... It, it is and especially you know trying to just figure out this weird love triangle here yeah with the, the sellers and the, the smugglers and the buyers it's a lot to wrap your head around plus all the other subplots that they write in it is it's, it's a lot it's yeah. too much but I'm just happy Simon Yam's here we love Simon Yam we do um, and I, yeah, I like the way like no one in the office really right, respects him. He like, pops his head out of his um, his door and he's just like he calls out to the receptionist, "Hey, get me like the paper." She's like, "Get it yourself." Yeah. <laughs> no one likes Simon Yam. No. And then we get a breakdown of everything that has just happened, which I'm very glad because it was very confusing. So we're in uh, the chief's office, who's some big fat white guy who also speaks Cantonese. Mm -hmm. And he's telling us that Interpol have received information on the terrorists of Lebanon descent. What are you laughing? His name. Do you remember his name? No, what was it? His name's Dan. Dan. Dan the terrorist. (laughs) I thought you were talking about the chief. No, no, no. Oh, no. The terrorist name Dan. is Dan. <gasps> Amazing. <laughs> is it? Yeah, Dan. Fucking hell. Dan, the Lebanese terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they brought weapons to the Philippines, and the weapons will be on a JAL flight. Yeah. J- Japanese airline. I was airlines. really excited by that. <laughs> I was like, fuck, are we going to go to Japan for this film? But sadly, yeah, we Unfortunately don't. not. And um, the weapons are coming back from the Middle East via Hong Kong. So it's just like, it's, it's a lot of information. Anyway, they have to investigate it. Mm. Lamb, I'm just going to call him Lamb, oh, good old Simon Lamb. He gets paired up with Mr. You Lau. Calling, you're calling him Lamb? Yeah. His name's Simon Yam. Yeah, but it's Dr. Lamb. <laughs> you're just going to call him 
Dr. Lamb. All right, we'll just call him Dr. Lamb from now on. Dr. Lamb gets paired up with Mr. Lau to assist him because he's a badass who can't follow the rules. So he needs is like, you need to be watched by yeah, this guy. This dorky man who, oh. gives, who gives flowers to, to the people working at the office. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But say what you will about the dorky man. He has been in some fantastic movies. I didn't, I don't think I recognized him actually. Devil Fetus. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great movie. Um, he was also in Police Story. And even though I've not seen these next ones, they've been on my list for a while. So he's in a film called Hex After Hex. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that one. I haven't, but it's also on my list. It sounds awesome. Let me Mm. read you the uh, synopsis. So, (laughs) hell may have no fury like a woman scorned, but hell literally really has no wrath like lusting ghost scorned. Muscular venom low man discovers just that when the demon arranges to have his true love killed in order to possess her. Chaos, revenge, insanity, violence, tragedy, and even romance ensue. That's a it's a sequel, right, to the Hex. Is it? Film. Yeah, because I can't remember his name, but I, I think they're by the Boxer's Omen director. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I think it's like there's maybe three of those. Hex oh, really? Films? Yeah. What's the what's the third one called? Hex I after I Hex know. after I'm Hex. I'm not sure. I but I think it's part of that series. <laughs> right. yeah. And there's Hex one more. Hex after Hex after Hex. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to this one though. Dead's Curse. Inspector Ma raids a ceremony of the worshippers of Kala as they are about to sacrifice a young girl. Ma shoots the witch, but she places a blood curse on his family. July 1985, Ma is now wheelchair-bound and his family begins to suffer. Younger sister and photojournalist Mimi begins to see a witch and even photographs her. Mimi's fiancé and cop C.R. Chu don't believe in ghosts. At first, <laughs> wait for it. Then two ghosts, two child ghosts come for Ma's younger daughter. She look, she calls them brother and sister. Et. Wait, that took a turn. <laughs> that took an unexpected yes. turn. Yes, and just have a look at this artwork. I'm just gonna have you describe this artwork because it might be the best artwork I've ever seen in my life. Really? Yes. yes. Right, feast your eyes on this and tell me what you see. What the fuck am I looking at? Wait, is it is it called Death Curse or Dead Curse? Dead Curse, it says. Oh, oh yeah, it is Dead Curse. Sorry, dead I curse. said Death Curse, Dead Curse. Yeah. So, it's a naked woman, and, and it's a photo as well, which is kind of, it's not like a painted poster, and she's holding a very silly looking skull, like kind of like cartoon, like Scooby-Doo skull. And then on her back, it's like it's like a pr- prayer paper kind of thing. Yeah, like a talisman seal thing. Yeah, but like... And her face. Yeah. Her face her, is green. Her face is all lit in green. There's smoke behind her. I really like the color scheme of, of this uh And you can poster. see the, the E.T. children in the background. Wait, can you? <laughs> and down at the bottom corner. Oh, shit. Wait, is that Freddy Krueger in the corner as well? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I am so excited to see this film. It just looks and sounds insane. Nice. So, yes, that is Dan Lau, <laughs> Simon Yam's new buddy cop. And so, um, going back to what I mentioned before about how this film is not a kidnap and revenge film, this is a um, weird smuggling cop drama weapons deal film. And this is where the start of it all kind of kicks off. So, the dirty cops that are working for the Dirty Postman, uh, Bill- Billy and, and Small Devil... What's his name? Do you say billion? 
Billy. Oh, they said billion and small. <laughs> Billions and little devil. <laughs> they they, <laughs> they move in to steal the weapons. We don't really see the inception of the weapons, but we see a nice postal worker. I keep calling them postal workers. They're immigration yeah, they're officers. Customs customs, customs, yeah, yeah. Postal workers. <laughs> like just a bunch of postmen yes. involved in yep. gun smuggling. We see the nice postman. He he finds something on the floor. Before we get a look at anything, before we see any sort of weapons interaction, he gets knocked out. The scene cuts. Mm. That's an important point. Now, as I said, uh, very dialogue heavy, so I want to go through this quick, but jump in any time. I'm hoping you can... This is the part of the film I didn't actually understand, no matter two... Like, I watched it twice, and I still didn't get this next scene. Nor so. I. Oh, damn it, I was hoping you could explain it to me. <laughs> well, Lamb tries to get a permit to search the cargo, uh, but he can't because the evil postman is working from the inside. Um, and then the next scene, I'm not sure what happens, yeah. or how, or why, but yeah. suddenly... Simon Lamb's character is walking with the terrorist. Yeah, I I was so confused by that. Who was yeah. who was this guy? And 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 the um the evil postman, the cuck. Mm. So the three of them are walking together through a street and then into a car park, and there's no kind of explanation of how they became connected. Yeah, I was so fucking confused yeah. by that. It's that it it doesn't make any sense. And mm. they're kind of just like walking together mm. as if they're all like buddies. Yeah, I was so fucking confused. <laughs> But suddenly, a um, a shootout starts. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. people just start shooting each other. Cops are getting shot. Civilians are getting shot. The terrorist dude busts out a gun. He somehow machine guns someone who is standing stationary up through a small window. <laughs> There's this weird, like, reverse shot of someone, like, jumping backwards and flying through a window. It's, <laughs> it's mad. And there's a standoff between the police division, which uh, Simon Yam's working for, and then Interpol come in because they want to arrest the terrorist. But Simon Yam's working to get the... the mm. He wants to interrogate yeah, this guy, right? Because he knows that the weapons are coming in or something. Mm. Simon Yam wants him alive. Interpol people want him dead. Big old shootout continues. There's a silent standoff. Mm -hmm. And suddenly one of the female officers just shouts, fire! (laughs) It all continues again. Everyone gets fucking shot. So many people die. Lamb, classic Lamb, shoots him in the leg, wounds him. But the hero of the film, John, Mm -hmm. ultimately shoots the fuck out of him. And completely destroys him. Yeah, absolutely blasts him. He does. To I mean, smithereens. To be fair, though, he did just kill, like, so many people. Yeah. I think when you're in that situation, you, you know... Just get it done. Just get it done. There's so so many, like, civilians just got massacred <laughs> yeah, it was uh, in, in a car park. That scene was so confusing to me, though, because mm. I, I don't know how we've gotten to this point. Right. And that was that great scene where you said it was just like, and he just shouts, fuck! Yeah. Like, fuck! <laughs> the terrorist screaming, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he really has that... Um, like you said, that atmosphere about him where he was just a random dude. Like, yeah. terrible actor. Mm-hmm. Um, he, well, he's like being painted, right? It's like full brown face. It's quite, it's, it's, it's pretty bad. I, I don't know. Is it that bad? It's pretty bad. Is yeah, it? like, I, I was laughing pretty hard whenever, oh. like, any of the, you know, Middle Eastern characters came on and they were just so clearly, like, British guys <laughs> that had been painted. It was pretty <laughs> fucked up. But, like, the... The thing I was confused about first time, I thought the first time this was the main, like, Arabic guy, Dan. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) But it's not, right? It's some random guy, because Dan comes back later? 
Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) You know what? Now that you say that, yeah. I thought that was I thought that was Dan as well. But maybe maybe it is, but I, I, I don't know. I think he does come back later though. I don't know. It doesn't really matter ultimately. It's not the end of his group that we see, but it's certainly the end of him because mm. he got shot the fucking back. If it is him or if it's just a random guy, I don't know. <laughs> so Terrace is dead, Lamb starts going through his possessions and finds an order for towels mm. and weird things, toiletries which he figures is where the actual weapons are being stashed because why would a terrorist be walking around with a receipt, a customs form for towels? Mm. So he's like, right, something's fishy, got to go investigate it. So he uh, he goes to the, to the uh, what do you call it? It's like a warehouse with all these like crates yeah, and stuff. Yeah, where yeah, all like the customs custom area. stuff is coming mm. in. And um, he finds the box with the correct code in it, opens it up, and it's just... Stuffed bears. Bloody pandas. Pandas. So he knows something is wrong. Why are there pandas where there should be towels? Something is off. <laughs> Why are there... That should be the tagline for this film. Why are there pandas where there should be towels? <laughs> I want that on a t-shirt. Oh, we can custom make that. I can imagine like seeing a tourist who can't speak English wearing a shirt that <laughs> oh, says yeah. that. Could that be like uh, Show me something wrong Official merch Oh that'd be great Why? Just our faces <laughs> And that No no mention of The podcast name Anywhere on it <laughs> <laughs> Just you doing A thinking face like, hmm. <laughs> Good question Yep <laughs> I love this bit though So like After he's checked this uh, A guy Runs in Is this the nice The nice postman Comes in Yeah and he doesn't know what Lamb's doing here. Mm. He doesn't realize that he's a cop, I guess. And they start to fight. And there is just some fucking insane stunts. This is like yes. the beginning of the stunts where I was like, whoa. Mm. You know, I feel like it's maybe only Hong Kong, maybe some Indonesian films where you like see stunts where you're just like, that is not okay. Mm. What yeah. they just did. Oh, yeah. One of them like gets kicked off a crate yeah. and just like fucking lands he on his slams doesn't he like yeah. back stuff is fucked do you, do you know um you know home alone yeah you know the bit where they slip on oh, the yeah. ice and fall on their back yeah. i remember reading a thing about how even though that seems like kind of a simple stunt mm. it's like the most fucking dangerous type oh, really? of stunt you can do anything where you're like landing on your back there's only there's a limit of how much you can protect yourself huh. in that situation so yeah, there's a lot of stunts in this where I'm like, that's some back-cracking shit right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I also shocking. love this because I've never seen Simon Yam do any sort of martial arts or any sort mm. of, like, fight, like choreographed fighting scenes. Yeah, and he fucking know. kicks ass mm. in this. It was great. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, a full-on... I mean, I'm not going to go into specifics. It was, like, some mad kung fu stuff. Everyone was, like, yeah. jumping and fighting, kicking, backflipping. Mm. And I didn't know Simon Yam could fight. I guess, like, a lot of... The guys from his generation, but especially the generation before, right? They're all, they were trained in like everything. Mm. So like acting and there was, it was One just like army. expected that they, they had to have all those abilities. Amazing. And also really funny because we're in uh, a customs immigration center, yet mm. all the staff know Kung Fu. <laughs> it's like everyone in this film, regardless of who they are, what they do, <laughs> yeah. they're all fucking amazing fighters. <laughs> That's which true. I love. Yeah. It's like, oh, here comes the postman. He's fucking backflipping. 
<laughs> Unfortunately, he gets overpowered, and because he doesn't have a warrant uh, to search the crates, he gets in deep shit with the boss. Mm. But he's onto something. He knows that the weapons were replaced by toys, so someone must be working from the inside. Mm. So who does he go to? Our mate, Why the Cuck. Why the Cuck. Officer Why the Cuck. <laughs> and I loved it because he goes straight and he goes, explain this. The crooked cop, Why the Cuck, he gets immediately defensive. Yeah, because he's, I mean, because he's a guilty cunt. Yeah. He's guilty as fuck. And he's just like, I'm going to sue you for these accusations. And it's just so over the top, which is also a, such a, a stereotype of Hong Kong cinema. It f- goes from zero to a hundred yeah. in an instant. Yeah. I love it. I'm going to sue you. <laughs> um, but our mate Dan, Dan Lau, he's like, all right, guys, let's just take a breather here. Fact is fact. There's something fishy about this order, so we need to investigate it. Mm. I love the, as you say, he goes from zero, zero to 100 and then back down to zero yeah, again. Because yeah. he's like, what's his name? Lau is yeah. like, yeah, someone must be involved. It might not be you. Yeah. And instantly why he's like, Oh, yeah, yeah, it's probably this guy. Yeah. <laughs> just, and blames it on this nice... Yeah. The nice postman that you Some mentioned before. even might call him the hunk of the customs office. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is. He's a hunk, nice guy. The hunk of the customs we office. We like him. Yeah. Officer Miu. Mm. Played by Michael Miu. Oh, okay. Everyone's characters' names are the same as their <laughs> sure, names sure, in sure. this film. Yeah. Did you recognize him? I don't think I did, actually. He was in the mighty... Centipede horror. Was he? It was the uh, the brother. Ah, uh, right. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I've not seen it, but um, a film called Men from the Gutter. Oh, which that's I... a fucking great film. Yeah. Do you know who directed that? No. That's by the Riccio guy. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, oh, what's his name? Lam Lam Nai Chow. Maybe. I, I think he's got like multiple names mm-hmm. um but yeah that that's a really cool film it's one of his earlier films and i think right. it's a shaw brothers film and it's more it's nothing like riccio it's like a very bleak mm. drama that slowly turns into like this crazy action film at the end okay but yeah you would love it it's it's actually one of my favorite i, I saw you films. you rated it very highly on letterbox is yeah. why i mentioned it it's really great really um, cool so yeah he was in that as well mm. so um Hunk of the post office, he gets suspended without pay because he was working at the same point, therefore a suspect, which is a shame because he it's, seems like a very nice person. And it's his fucking birthday. <laughs> Just he's as a side a note. Day. Just as a side note, he's getting like basically put on suspension, yeah. blamed, like framed for this like weapon thing. And it's his fucking birthday. Oh, and it's only going to get worse for him, oh, isn't it? He has oh a God. bad day. Yeah, worst birthday ever. <laughs> Last birthday ever. Oh, shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's such a funny detail that yeah. it's his birthday. And it's not, like, they don't really make a big deal about it. He, like, yeah. says it in passing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's my Just, like, dig him down, yeah. <laughs> uh, but then we meet the family... And, ah, the wife, the lovely housewife, played by the incredible Moon Lee. Now, I fucking love Moon Lee. She became famous uh, in the girls with guns genre. So kind of sexy girls fighting, blasting people. And she was always paired with Yukari Oshima, who was um, 
Japanese martial arts actress. I think she only actually did one Japanese film. All of her、mm. films were like Hong Kong and Philippine、mm. cinema. Now she's she, in Rikyo. Right? She is in Rikyo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's、uh, although she plays a male character.、Mm. She's the、um, one of the the bosses of the gang of four, the very effeminate one.、Mm. Th- those two as a combo. Is always so so incredible. Like you know, you're in for a good time when you have a、mm. Moonly and Yukari Oshima combo. And even though it's like different genres, it, it's kind of like I, I almost pair them together with you know in the Pinky Violence genre when you have、um, Ikereko and Mikisugi Moto.、Mm. Whenever you have those two in a Pinky Violence film, you, you know you're in for a good time.、Mm. And these two are like the same, but of the kind of girls and guns, girls with guns genre,、mm. and they're just incredible. And their choreography in any of their movies is just so so much fun. I highly recommend watching any of their co-starring films. But、um, Moonly, as a、um, individual, not with her partner Yukari Oshima, her most famous film is that Mr. Vampire film、mm, where she yeah, plays yeah. Ting Ting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>、um, and I've actually got another film of hers on this list. Which is called the Nocturnal Demon,、mm. which is fucking incredible. Nice. Also completely fucked. Okay. So she always plays a kind of badass, very like heavily armed, kicks the shit out of everyone. But also she has a a fantastic innocence to her. She、mm. got a very like young, cute face, right? But she can kick the shit out of anyone. In this film, she plays a lovely housewife, which is very out of character for her. Which is what I was、um, mentioning at the beginning. She's kind of so, you know, unsuspect for the first、uh, half of this movie. I think like the fir-、uh, so I watched this twice as we usually do for this, but like the first time, I was kind of confused by this whole family.、Mm. <laughs> it's it's fucking convoluted. It is、It's、too many characters, but basically, we've got. Her, yep, and her character is just called Moon, Moon right? Yeah, <laughs> her actual name, and then John, yeah, her husband, who's who the Interpol, Interpol guy. guy. So they're both Interpol agents, right? She also works for Interpol. Is I, I, th- I think so, yeah, because right, because we see her in that that scene shooting the terrorists as well. Huh? Really? I、I'm、just not... thought she was a housewife because we never see her do anything apart from play with、mm. Yang Yang. <laughs> But that's well. First time I thought she was just a housewife. Then second time I was like, oh, she's an agent as well, right? But I could be wrong. But but that、this. was that was my feeling that I got it. But anyway, you, the main thing is you've got the that couple. Yep. You got Yan Yan, their、mm-hmm. daughter, and then very fucking confusingly,、mm. this this is what it's just so fucking. Overly connected and、yeah. convoluted. So this Miu guy,、yeah. the nice postman, as、yeah. uh, you called him, he is. Now this is what I don't know. He's the brother、yeah. of Moon. Moon.、Yeah. Okay, but it's very confusing because、yeah. fucking John calls him his brother relentlessly. Yeah. So I'm like, wait, are they all, are they all fucking related? <laughs>、yes. Weird incestuous. But, I mean, pretty classic like Hong Kong stuff、yeah. as well, like dropping brother and uncle constantly. But they're、mm. all connected. Yeah. Which is very confusing.、Mm. There's way too many fucking characters in this film. Yeah, yeah but he. Yeah, Officer Miu, the nice postman, has come over to lament、mm. about his、uh, his troubles at at the customs place.、Mm. And I love John, the Interpol cop, is like on the typewriter writing a report about <laughs>、yeah. the shooting incident. He's、yeah. like hating every second. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> 
So eventually the uh, the crooked postman has the weapons in a storage unit. So they've been brought into the country and he's keeping them safe by the docks. But the investigation has got him worried. And all of a sudden, three million is just not enough. Mm. Now he wants 10 million. He's 10 such, million. He's such a cunt, this guy. <laughs> like, who, who, where does he get off just, like, demanding that? So he, he has a meeting with Ko, and he's just like, nah, it's not enough. I need 10 million. And a fight immediately breaks yeah. out. Turns out this cuck is a fucking badass, and he kicks the shit out of everyone. Until a gun gets fucking put in his mouth. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, this is the beginning of him getting humiliated yeah. in front of people. <laughs> So, like, Ko is just, like, got this gun in his mouth, just ready to blast. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> just so funny. But it's, it's funny humiliated. because, like, they're both as stubborn as each other. Mm. So, Ko's like, no, you're going to get me my fucking weapons. Mm. And even, like, you know, he has a gun in his mouth. And for a minute, the cuck lets up. He's just like, no, no one's going to stand in the way of my money. And they both kind of just, like, walk away without any definitive answer of who won or lost. Yeah. Um, they're both... As greedy and stubborn as each other, mm. which kind of works well for a face-off. Yeah, so basically, why the cuck? He's holding the, the gun's ransom for 10 million, but as you said, they don't really, they haven't come to a, an official mm. agreement on this. Then we go to the, the locker room, and nice postman Mew, he's packing up his stuff, I guess, because he's, yeah, he's, he's been fired, <laughs> he's suspended or whatever. On his butt. Yeah, and, and he talks to, what was his name again? Little, Little Devil. Little Devil. One of the 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 uh, asshole, is the, not, the not cro- nice postmen, yeah, the crooked postman is the the crooked postman's goons, yeah, and the, he's the the properly bad one, yeah, and then Billy, the also crooked but he regrets it one, <laughs> comes in, <laughs> looking all sad, <laughs> and uh, yeah, the while they're in this guy, locker room yeah. in the shower, uh, little devil, he drops something drops out of his locker, mm. and it's one of the crate. Uh, locks mm. that we saw earlier in the film when nice nice postman Mew got knocked out. Yeah, he so remembers seeing it. Yeah, he? he sees this and he's like, oh shit, he sort of sees the connection. So when Little Devil gets into the shower, um, Mew goes over to his locker, starts pulling out all of his stuff and finds all of this uh, information about Dan. <laughs> Dan, the, Dan, uh, the Middle Lebanese. Eastern, the Lebanese. <laughs> gun smuggling guy uh, so Mew walks out with the stolen documents and little devil calls up why the cuck explains what's going on but why he just he's got this ability to like turn everything around in some positive way mm. so he's just like oh this is great like I can kill two birds with one stone mm. and get Ko to to kill uh Nice guy Mew, basically. And that wipes him out, wipes that yeah. problem out. And yeah, there we go. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't. So then the chase scene uh, opens up. I mean, this Mew, he's having a terrible birthday. Mm. Worst fucking birthday. So he's at ever. home. The the bad guys, Ko's henchmen, they bust in, chase him up to the roof. Oh, this is so amazing. Holy shit. But he's like on this rooftop, like hanging from the antenna. And... At this point, I thought he was, like, he was possibly the hero of the film. Because at first I'm like, okay, Simon Yam is, oh, wait, no, it must be this guy. Mm. But he's not. Because in this scene, as you see him hanging from the roof, he fucking falls. He does. And it is an amazing stunt where he falls off this roof through a sign and just smashes. four stories high. Yeah, it's fucked up. (laughs) 
Like, it's such a fun stone. Through a light box yeah. sign, and which it just... explodes. Yeah. And, and it's a real guy doing it. It is a real... And I love the way... Um, they slow down the footage, but it's like a, it's like old. It's really like a jerky slow motion. Yeah. It's like, it's like gun, 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 gun. and he crashes through this light box, which explodes on impact. Obviously, this is a real person. As he's falling, depending on how you would hit that light box, that would change your velocity and the angle in which you're falling at. Mm. That is an incredibly dangerous stunt. Yeah, it's nuts. But just as he's falling, who the fuck pulls up? Mm. Moon and John. Yeah, they. Pull up in their car, park underneath where he's falling, and he just just flattens their car. He yeah. lands on the roof of their car. Because they're coming over Shit. for his birthday. <laughs> That's why they're going there. Oh my god, and that, just, and that just I just oh realized no. that then. They're going over to celebrate his fucking birthday. Yes. And that's it. He's mm. done. He's fucked. He's beyond repair. <laughs> he's done for. He's, he's not going to be in oh. Fatal Termination too. No. So Moon is freaking out. She's crying. Understandably. Her brothers yeah. just killed her car. Mm. <laughs> and... And it's his birthday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, awesome uh, car chase breaks out between John and Co. And they're chasing each other down the roads. Now... Oh, I, I really loved this part here. The... I'm trying to remember what happened because the car in which John is driving is now a convertible. Yeah, has he just like stolen a car? I don't know. Or did they just like <laughs> rip off the roof? <laughs> yeah, with, with me still on it. <laughs> I don't know. But I, I love though this chase. So they're kind of having sort of like a gunfight mm. chase basically. But I love this shot where they're both like pulled up next to each other. Yeah. And John sees Co. And we get this flashback yep. where we realize that John killed Ko's mm. brother? brother, I think. <laughs> like, it's, I didn't quite understand who it was, but basically they have a history. Yeah. So yet another fucking oh, yeah. coincidence. Oh, yeah. There's so many fucking connections. But it's this. just like shit just got real. Yeah. It's almost like two films at once where mm. you've got John and Ko mm. are like, you know, clashing. Yeah. They're, they're like, you know, enemies of each other. And then you've got... Why the cuck and Simon Yam? They're going yeah. after each other, and then, they're, but they're both sort of heading in the same direction mm. in a parallel kind of narrative. But, yeah, but I, yeah, I love that flashback moment where it's like, oh shit, another yeah. fucking connection. Oh, that we're I know. In. And Ko then pulls out a shotgun, just starts blasting him. He mm. shoots one of his doors off. Yeah, he shoots the door off. The shit looks so crazy as well because it's like it looks like it's just filmed around normal. Streams. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Another shotgun blast shoots the hood of his car off. <laughs> and then the fucking during one of the collisions, um John, he just fucking pops the driver of Ko's car in the head. He brains him. Yeah. Like, and it's like a full on head yeah, explosion, yeah. <laughs> blood spray onto the inner windshield. It's brilliant. Very sudden we get this awesome jerk forward as his head explodes. And then in beautiful, classic and extremely unnecessary detail. Co drives through a pyramid of oil cans <laughs> into a river. Beautiful. Yeah. That's just great. Like, how can we finish this scene? Oh, we'll just fucking drive him into a river. Yeah. And it's clear Co's not actually dead, but oh. there are so many moments in this. There's maybe three or four scenes yeah. where he escapes what would be certain death for yeah. anybody else, yeah. but this is the first of, of those. Yeah. He's like the nemesis, isn't he? 
like he's a John's nemesis. Yeah, he's yeah. Just can never, he's always chasing him, always trying to kill him. Mm. He never dies. Then we have quite a hilarious scene with Billy, the uh, guilt-ridden, crooked postman. So the cut calls him into the office and he's like, you know, what's what's happening? Billy's just like, I'm freaking out. I'm, I'm feeling bad. I, I, I want to confess, blah, 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 blah. And the cuck has footage of him aiding in the weapon uh, <laughs> smuggling. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, you just keep your mouth shut. You'll get a nice promotion. You can just, you know, shut the fuck up and everything will be fine. But Billy is like tormented by his uh, his guilt because because of this <laughs> weapon smuggling, Officer Mew is now dead. Yeah. And that is kind of plaguing him. Mm. And there's this scene where he's just walking down the road looking like glum as hell. It looks like he might be thinking about jumping off a bridge. Like, he's going to kill himself. by the ocean, right? Mm. Yeah. And then he kind of, like, walks in front of a taxi. And the taxi driver gets out. He's like, are you fucking crazy? I just fucking finished paying off this taxi. Don't be so... And he just... Rips the door off. Yeah, with his He's, bare hands. With his bare hands, just rips this door off. And But again, like, without any expression in his face, he just <laughs> looks like a miserable old fart yeah. ripping doors off and then, like, glumly walking down the road again. The taxi driver's like, what? So good. Cut back to the, uh, the evil postman doing an exchange with a group of terrorists. Mm. Now, what does he want? Oh, yeah, like, he is really digging himself in deep here. Oh, so yeah. he's got his deal with Co, where yeah. he's demanded now 10, 10. million yeah. from 3 million. Now he's hanging out with the Middle Eastern gun smuggling yeah. guys and he's trying to cut a deal with them. And this this is fucking crazy what he does here. So <laughs> He's got some balls. <laughs> he's demanding 20 million and they're like, fuck off. And then a fight just breaks out where he kills one of them. With his own gun. Yeah, just <laughs> shoots him, kills him. But- Gets away with it. They're I just know. like, all right, we'll give you 20 million. <laughs> Dude, he's fucking, he's walking a thin line. Oh, yeah. Truly bonkers. And, and then the whole time, because he's mm. such a greedy cunt and he's so smug the whole time that I was like, oh, I'm just waiting for mm-hmm. his death. Mm. So bad. It was extreme. I I know you said he's so, it was so funny to watch, but yeah. he was also, oh, he's so annoying. Hateable. Like he's but such a pile of shit. He's kind of perfect for this role. Like mm. his stupid like haircut and his stupid glasses and his, yeah, like, his yeah. suits. And he just <laughs> looks like he fucking loves the smells of his own farts mm. um, he, that you're just waiting for him to die. He's a real little weasel, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. A real rotten little weasel. Mm. <laughs> so then we're at Officer Mew's funeral. Mm. Uh, everyone's very upset, especially Billy, oh. who is just, as you said before, racked with guilt. And fucking Officer Y, the, the cuck, oh, yeah. shows up to offer his condolences. Mm. So a guy that, you know, he's responsible for this mm. guy's guy's death. It's just, he's such a cunt. Mm. He's such a cunt, isn't he? And right, then, this is the first time we see Yam for a while, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's right, because... Because, yeah, Simon Yam has just been gone from the mm. film for ages. That's yeah. what I mean by him, like, coming and going so much. But, yeah, he shows up with Lau. And just, you know, this is a funeral. Come on, mate. So, basically, Simon Yam at this point has decided that, quite reasonably, I think, that this family must be involved in the smuggling. Because mm. we've had Mew get killed in mysterious circumstances, who was blamed for this situation, and he's related to people yeah. that, like, a guy that 
shot one of the terrorists in the earlier scene. So it seems pretty suspect. But it's just another fucking subplot, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now, like, Simon Yam is hounding mm. John and Moon because he's like, I know you're behind your brother's murder. I'm gonna find you. I'm gonna get you. Mm. Whilst they're mourning at his funeral, Moon is just like distraught, crying over her brother's death. And Yam's like, you're guilty. Yeah. I know it. This is all very elaborate, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is also a massive dick in this film. Oh yeah, he's a big, he's a big, big dick. Um, and then like, yeah, so this fight between all of them is, is breaking out at the funeral. Mm. And then Billy just loses it yeah. and starts freaking out. And then John realizes, okay, Billy knows something, mm. something's going on. So he starts to demand to know what Billy knows. And, of course, why gets involved, because he's panicked about having his secret revealed to everybody. Mm. Then Billy eventually just breaks down, says that he knows nothing, starts crying, punches a grave. <laughs> punches a gravestone <laughs> in a rage. Why did you do that? And it's like a, a bloody punch. He punches it so hard, yeah. he's all, all bloodied up. Punches a grave. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> of all the things to take your anger out on. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Why is talking to a uh, little devil guy mm. after this whole incident. And he's like, all right, I'm, we're going to get rid of Miu's family. Like, they've become too much trouble at this mm. point. So, we're going to tell Ko that they've stolen all the weapons. What a cunt. Oh, he's such no. a cunt. Fucking just waiting oh. for him to get fucking killed. Oh god. So now Simon Yam is spying on the cuck of the post office, right? Yeah. And he's kind of like a, a cuck of the post office. <laughs> <laughs> he's on the other side of the street, held up with some binoculars, listening in on the farm, watching him, and he overhears them agree to meet the following day with the 20 mil. Meanwhile, Simon Yam does a bit of extra spying. We get a bit of a weird, pervy spying with the binoculars through some lady's window. Yeah. It's, like, really odd. He just starts spying on this lady changing, and she starts, like, waving and winking to him, and he's like, oh. It was like a deleted scene from Don't Stop My Crazy Love For You or something. That's what he spends most of that movie doing. It's really odd. And out of nowhere. And, And meanwhile, whilst he's perving on this woman, his partner gets fucking killed. Oh, is that what happens? Yeah. So whilst he's having a little wank under the table, Officer Dan Lau gets mm. killed. Wait, really? Yeah. By and who? We don't know. But then, because it's, it's very dark and he's in the shadows, but then that person goes after Lam. Mm. Yam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tries to kill him with the cheese wire and eventually throws him out of the fucking window of like a three-story high building. Mm. Luckily, he lands in the swimming pool, but still... Okay, this has helped me understand stuff, kind of. This was another scene that I was totally confused by. Because you know how I said I thought that Simon Yam dies? Because we now, I'm pretty sure we don't see him for about 30 minutes. Right. So I'm like, oh, I guess he just died. Okay. Well, we'll we'll see. But like, I I don't, yeah, I feel like it's a long time before we see him again. I could be wrong. But yeah, that scene really confused me. I did not understand what was going on. Maybe he was just in the swimming pool for the next day. Yeah, just, just having, having a little, little swim. Yeah. Having a little frolic. 
Oh, don't get me started on that. But I, I love this next bit so much where, yeah, Officer Wire the Cuck meets Ko in a sauna. Oh, yeah. And he's, like, blackmailing him again. again? Like, oh, my God, man, chill out. And Ko just beats the fucking shit mm. out of Wai. And I love that shot. He's, like, holding him over the, like, burning rocks oh, in the yeah. sauna. Like, his face is, like, just about to touch it. And you can see the sweat pouring off oh, of him. It's so great. And then his phone rings, Y's phone rings, and he answers and pretends. It's sort of like a, it's like a fake thing, right? Where mm. he's pretending that John and Moon have stolen the guns. Yes. And he's doing this in front of Ko. Yeah. So Ko thinks that this is a, a real thing that's happening. <sighs> what a prick. I did love how he was like trying to blackmail him even further. He's like, I, I might accidentally let something slip to the police and maybe I'll get a, I'll get a medal for it, you know, <laughs> but, uh, 10 million will keep my mouth shut and my coach just immediately fucking freaks out yeah. as like you slimy little cunt yeah and and I mean there's only so many times you can push someone's buttons getting more money out of them before they kick the shit out of you again mm. Mm. <laughs> so meanwhile John breaks a confession out of Billy mm. and he finally cracks and he lets slip it was the little devil he's in on it and he's responsible for the brother's death they chase him down on a bridge. There's a lot of bridge stuff in this movie, mm. isn't there? They dangle him over the side of the bridge, which looks extremely dangerous. It's a really high fucking bridge mm. uh, with uh, water underneath and there's like these massive ships going underneath. And he's like, no, I can't swim. It's like, mate, you're going to die if you get dropped. There's, there's no swimming involved. It's like you hit the water and you're dead. Mm. It doesn't matter if you can swim or not. Cut to Moon bringing her daughter to school. And now you with- said... Oh, sorry. Sorry to interrupt you, but you said there was a dangerous stunt in the previous scene with mm. the bridge. I totally forgot about that stunt because of what's going to happen very soon. <laughs> yes, let's talk about this. Yeah. So, before before we get into the actual scene, I do love the setup. We have a very dreamlike sequence of Moon playing with Yan Yan. It's a, a very dreamy, nice music playing, all is well and good and innocent, and she's going to drop Yan Yan off at her nursery. But a car approaches. And here we get the scene. The scene which puts this film on the list. Mm. And I mentioned at the end of the last podcast, this has probably the greatest scene of reckless child endangerment <laughs> ever in a movie. Greatest or worst? <laughs> depends. Depends on how you like to measure things. Uh, it's absolutely fucked i would say this could be the most fucked up thing i've ever seen mm. in like a fic in the fictional narrative mm. film yeah i don't think i've ever seen anything that has shocked me like when when you said the child endangerment thing i'm like ah yeah it's like it's probably not but it's unfucking. <laughs> Believable. Had you seen any clips or images no, of this? So you I had went in completely no idea. Blind. I had no idea this was. I, I like. I knew what you had said the week before, and I was sort of waiting for 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 it. But it was so much worse than I could have ever imagined. <laughs> but before we get into the actual scene itself, we we see a car roll up, and but who pops their head out of a window? My. <laughs> God, that blew my it mind. It is fucking Mike Abbott. Yeah. Who we remember from? 
American Hunter. American Hunter. But he looks so different mm. in this film. And it's crazy. So American Hunter is an Indonesian film. Yeah. I did not expect to see him mm. in a Hong Kong film. And in American Hunter, he's he's probably the funniest character in, in it, right? He's like yeah. this sort of buff, yeah. uh, clean-cut buff man. Yeah. But in this, he's like terrifying. Mm. Like he's got this scraggly long hair. He's still ridiculously buff. He's so strong. Yeah, and his eyes are just, like, bulging yeah. like he's done fucking ice or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mike Abbott, as you said, long, straggly hair. He kind of just, like, leans out from the car, reaches his hand out, grabs Yang Yang by her hair. Mm. And a reminder, her up. about a five-year-old girl. Yeah. And the car just fucking shoots off. We have a car driving down the road with a man leaning out of it with his hand holding a five-year-old kid by her hair Mm. as a car zooms down a road Mm. and we have little Yang Yang's legs flailing around maniacally. Yeah. And let's be clear, there there is no fucking trick photography in this. We see wide shots of it where it's clearly her... We see close-ups where it's sort of looking down mm. from above. So, mm. it's not not just a close-up on her where you don't see the road. It looks down. So, you see the road underneath where her legs look like they're, like, fucking inches away yeah. from the ground. And I think you even see other cars going past yeah. at one point. Yeah. And she clearly is absolutely fucking terrified, as you would be. Yeah. But I, I really wanted to know, like, obviously, like, this is insanely dangerous, but mm. it, it can't be a man holding her by the hair, surely. So, Mike Abbott, he was in all these Hong Kong and Indonesian films, and he is much like our mate Dan the Terrorist in this, just the kind of an expat. He was just in the right place at the right time, and someone said, come be in this movie. And he got involved with the likes of Godfrey Ho, who's famous for just like, you know, you know, <laughs> what, just like cutting together other people's yeah, movies. Yeah. <laughs> and he... uh and he, he found Mike Abbott and was like, yeah, come over here. Uh, we're going to film this movie. And he would just say, right, pull this pose. And Mike mm. Abbott pull a pose. And I'll pull the next pose. Pull the next pose. And he never really knew what he was doing. He was <laughs> just invited along to the set, did what he was told, went home, and it would be cut together. And, you know, and <laughs> it would look great in the end. Now, with this film as well, he probably didn't even get a script. He said uh, that he just went to the set as per usual. He got into the car and he's like, what are we doing? And they started attaching a harness to him with a with a metal bar kind of thing going through his sleeve. And he was like, well, what's, what are we doing? What are we doing? What's this? And he had no idea what the scene was Fucking before hell. actually filming it. And then the stunt coordinator was like, all right, grab her hair. And he was like, what? He's like, yeah, gra- grab her, grab her. You got to grab her. Grab her by her hair. She had a harness on, which then, of course, was attached to this metal rod coming out of his sleeve. And... He he didn't know what he was doing until he was there. Oh, my God. So, yeah, there's no trick photography. There was really uh, Yan, Yan Yan with a harness on, which was attached to a metal rod Dangling. going through his sleeve. And he just dangled her outside of a speeding car. Fuck. And apparently he was like, uh, Mike Abbott was like, yeah, you know, she did really well. And I think, uh, you know, her parents were on set too. And Jesus. And it was funny, in the interview, he was talking about it. He was saying, you know, 
I know it was okay because these stuntmen know what they're doing. And I was like, dude, I do not trust that. Like, what are we talking about here? 1989 Hong Kong stunts? No way. No fucking way. So, yeah, this car speeds off. Moon Lee, she chases after the car, jumps on the hood of it, and the car, like, spins around, almost flinging her off, and then it bolts down the road so you have this insane stunt of them zooming there's it's not even just all straights mm. there's lots of turns and swerves with Yan Yan still attached and Moon Lee flying around the hood punching the windscreen trying to get them to stop the whole time you have the two people in the front laughing their asses off <laughs> and you have Yan Yan outside screaming and crying and you have this one shot which is filmed from within inside the car and she's kind of like reaching out to Mike Abbott her kidnapper like let me back inside I've had enough you can see the genuine yeah, yeah. fear in her eyes um, and like you said her little legs just flailing around so close to the road it's so fucked it's so fucked up yeah those are those are real tears Oh, yeah, it's, like, absolutely terrifying. But, yeah, that it's the shot from above that really sealed the deal for me of mm. being, like, this is one of the most fucked things I've ever seen. Yes. And, I mean, already what, like, Moon is doing on the bonnet, like, that's already dangerous, yes. you know. And then to add to that, you've got this kid. And as you say, it's, like, it's not just driving in a straight line. They're kind of swerving about. So, she's just getting flung about mm. all over the place. Yep. Eventually, Moon Lee busts the windscreen open. She manages... I think she grabs the tie of one of them, mm. pulls it taut, punches him, knocks him out, knocks another guy out. All of a sudden, no one's driving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one's fucking driving. <laughs> so, my Abbott, he he pulls the... The, the handbrake. Um, the the handbrake, mm. which sends everyone flying. Except him. Except him. And luckily, Yang Yang's still all right. He's, like, but... managed to hold on to her, yeah. like, with that sudden stop. Yeah. Whew. Another thing about this scene, so apparently um, the the stunt coordinator was saying, like, we had to gain the girl's trust first and foremost. <laughs> I was like, dude, she's fucking four years old. She doesn't know what you're doing. And apparently they tried many different methods. Mm. And he said, but somehow they didn't work well. So I dread to think what they were trying or how Jesus. they tried them, how they knew it didn't work well. <sighs> but they made this tiny harness for her, iron bar through the sleeve. And apparently they were working on this stunt for about a week, mm. like in a warehouse. And they were saying, you know, they had to really um, take into consideration all the different, like the swerves and the turns, because that that affects everything, you know, mm. where the impact comes in from. And they invited the parents to the set, like before they filmed. And they said, this is what we're going to do. And the stunt coordinator was like, you know, we had to show them so they knew it would be all right and that she was safe. <laughs> Fucking up. I would not be given the okay if that was my kid. Fucking no hell. way. No this way. could have gone so horribly yeah. wrong. Like this could have been another Twilight oh, yeah. incident. You know, it's it's it is, it is <laughs> unbelievable. Shocking. I was like, I genuinely felt sick yeah. watching it. Like it, it's not like it's a lot of the stunts in this. You're like, oh shit, that mm. was fucking crazy. That guy falling through. But this stunt is just like this. What the fuck? Mm. What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? You've got, yeah, four or five-year-old kid dangling, like, inches away from a, a ground that's just blasting by. Mm. And mm. Oh, my God. I know we went out last night, and I very, very briefly spoke to 
your partner Tyna about it and she was just like oh my fucking god that scene but we didn't have time to talk did she say much about it oh she walked in for that scene oh, like, right. when I was watching that scene and yeah she was like yeah her d- jaw like dropped but it wasn't the kind of like wow kind of jaw dropping yeah. it was like what the fuck like <laughs> yeah. what the fuck is this just you you can't look away from it but it's no. also just it's so shocking so Can you shocking trying that today Oh fuck! Well, yeah, it would just <laughs> never happen. And and as you said as well, like you know, like the t- that Mike Abbott guy talking about trusting stuntmen and nah. stuff. It's like, well, me, you know, I've heard so many stories about stunts going wrong mm. on Hong Kong productions. There's that one of like Chow Yun Fat getting set on fire. I can't remember oh. what film it is, but there's a film where he's on fire yeah. and you can, and it was real. Like he was actually getting right. burnt. And it got, like, terrible burns from it. And you can see it in the scene, the panic on his face. And this is an adult man who's agreed to do it. You can't can't do that to a kid. They they, they can't give their consent to a scene like this. And if if just just one thing went wrong, that is, like, instant death. Funny thing. Do you know what Mike Abbott does for for a profession? No. (laughs) Children's entertainer. Really? Well, like, now? Yeah. He's like, I love kids. <laughs> what is so, he? So he's on the interview for that. Yeah, for, uh, on, which on is uh, an extra yeah. on on this uh, Blu-ray. How how does he look these days? He's still a big muscle boy. I mean, he's an old fella, mm. but he's yeah, he's still pretty well built. He's um, but he talked about you know just being in the right place at the right time. He just mm. like hopping countries, hopping jobs, and he said you know he never wanted to or never looked to be in movies. He just happened to be sitting next to someone they said come along for this hmm. he did hong kong stuff um first and then did some indonesian stuff a little bit later which american mm. hunter and he said he always played the villain and mm. more often than not he always died mm-hmm. and that was just his kind of career but he says how much he loves children and children love him and he's a great children's entertainer <laughs> wow <laughs> Well, he certainly didn't entertain this child in the scene. Funny, uh, yeah, funny enough. So the girl who played Yan Yan, she'd been in a handful of films, but nothing since 93. So Mm. I guess she had enough. She did a bit of child acting. I thought, yeah, maybe this isn't for me. I do wonder how she feels about this movie now. And it having a restoration and release. Can you imagine? God. Have some PTSD watching this scene. Oh, yeah. Imagine, yeah. She's mom. Hey, I was in a movie once. <laughs> I'm gonna check this. it out. Yeah, yeah. She's like blocked it from her memory. Sees it again. Oh, so right. I wonder if she ever like confronted her parents about this. Like, mm. why the fuck would you say that this was okay? That, that, that that'd be a reason to just like never speak to your parents again. You put me in such insane danger when 100%. I was four years old. Absolutely. Yeah. Like. If I found out later that my parents put me in that situation when I was just a kid, I'd be livid. Traumatic. Traumatic. But not not the worst thing that's happened to that happens to Yan Yan in this movie. Narratively speaking, yeah. <laughs> well that's the other thing, like she goes through all of this. Yeah. And then goddamn what what this film oh, Yeah. <laughs> fuck, fuck it's so Hong Kong, isn't it? I know. They just don't give a fuck. <laughs> So they find the weapons. Um, they're in the uh, a shipping container, right? 
which is a great place, a, a great place for a movie set. I love mm. on on the uh, the docks and yeah, the shipping so containers. Good. It's always fantastic. There, a fight breaks out on these shipping containers. Little Devil pushes a cop off one of them, which is like two stories high, and like you said before, <laughs> lands on his back, which looks so. So painful. Isn't that Billy that gets knocked off? I think it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so fucked. It's like, yeah, again, like, that looks like some backbreaking shit. Yeah. That it's a really high kind of spot mm. that he falls from. Small devil, little devil. He scales a container and a fight breaks out on top. Then he gets cornered. So he tries to make a jump over a <laughs> gap to one of the connecting containers, which is great. He doesn't quite make it. Yeah. He 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 grasps onto it, but he can't hold his grip. He ends up falling, and where does he fall? <laughs> right onto a hook. <laughs> onto a fucking yeah. hook. That the is fir- some bad luck. <laughs> the first and not last impaling mm. of the movie. He's impaled on a crane hook. Which yeah, is wild. Now we're back at the base. This would make a perfect finale. It's kind of like mm. it, it, you feel like you're leading up to the finale. That's true. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. back at like Cole, the boss's base. He has. Moon and Yan Yan kidnapped, tied up, and you got obviously the henchman Mike Abbott being just a strong fucking dude, <laughs> just standing there, just like Bulge, gra- growling, yeah, bulging his eyes out, and making <laughs> like a weird rabid sounds. dog or yeah. something. <laughs> and oh, this is where like Moon really finally, shines. yes. Yeah. I feel like she was holding back this whole time, mm. and she goes full on beast mode. She runs to save Yan Yan. Big kung fu fight breaks out between the boss, and we learn that she is a fucking badass. She goes toe to toe with him, beautifully choreographed fight, and she takes a fucking beating. But she doesn't give up mm. because you know you can't keep daughter from her mother. She just constantly gets beat down, bloody nose, bloody mouth. Keeps going back to fight the boss, but eventually she loses the fight, uh, and the the boss Ko makes her call her husband. And he arrives shortly over to the base to, to mm. the to the. It looks like a fucking castle or something. Yeah, what, what is this? I don't place? know. Yeah, it's a great location. Don't know what it is though. Why is he even there? <laughs> it's not know. like a block. It's literally like an old stone castle that yeah. they just end up in. He arrives. Mike Abbott is there dangling Yang Yang off the edge of this castle. Mm. <laughs> Looking angry, it's like <laughs> Yang Yang screaming and crying as per usual. Um, again, this is an insanely high mm. ledge, and they have a kid dangling off of yeah. it. Just, I, I, you know, I looked. I've watched this film a few times now, and I see this scene. And Mike is Mike Abbott. He's just wearing this kind of like tank top, so he doesn't have the. Um, the iron bar sure, like sure. he did in the car scene mm. but he's holding yang yang up by her by her waist the clothes the, her waistline of her mm. clothes and and dangling her yeah just just real. dangling yeah. her <laughs> and you know it, it's far away so you know there could be some trick photography maybe she's you know there is a ledge underneath her but it really looks like mm. she's being held free fall over the edge of a building mm-hmm. I wonder oh. if the parents were there that day to check it out Jesus. like oh yeah seems fine no worries there. <laughs> oh, oh my god, poor Yang Yang. <laughs> of course, John freaks out. He, he runs up and he gets to the top. Now, where the fuck is Yang Yang? She's tied to a rope. Yeah, both her and Moon are like roped up yeah. and again hanging off the building again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Ko pulls out a knife and he starts like cutting the rope. 
demanding to know where the, the guns are as he's doing it. Yeah, John's sort of getting held back by the goons, right? Yeah. But then he he breaks free and starts fighting Mike Abbott. <laughs> yeah, bad choice, man. And yeah, Mike Abbott is just absurdly strong. He's like a Hulk kind of he character, is. just like walloping John over and over. I love it. All of his shots are really like shot from low yeah, angles, yeah. so he just looks massive. <laughs> yeah, it's really over the top. But then John ends up getting the upper hand, and what is he, does he like kick? Mike Abbott away or knock knocks him around. It becomes like a shove fight and he shoves him back into like a protruding yeah. rod. And our second impaling of the film. Yeah. Mike Abbott gets impaled on a rod. Yeah. So that's it for Mike Abbott. And just as he does, Yanya's rope breaks. It snaps. Mm. She falls. But who's there to catch her? Oh, Billy, that's right. Billy. Yeah, Billy has shown up to, to save the day. He catches the falling child. Oh, God, the thing that comes up here is <laughs> just so funny. So so Billy is there. He saves the kid. But Ko has grabbed Moon now yep. and has a gun to her head. And then we cut to the funniest thing in the film. It's so ridiculous. So Billy, Yan Yan, and... Moon. Moon. Yeah, they're all, like, tied up. Yeah. And they've got dynamite. There's so much dynamite. Yeah, all this dynamite and, and, like, this timer that's that's counting down. And John is, like, strung up. Yeah. Like, just dangling, strung up from some rope. And Ko is just demanding to know the, the truth about the weapons. And he's beating him as he does it. But he's refusing to say anything. Dude, I mean, if your wife and kid yeah, and just, your, your Billy is about to get blown up. And your Billy... <laughs> You would just say, oh, yeah, they're in a shipping container. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just just tell them, mate. It's fine. I think at this point, the priority would be getting the dynamite off of your Yeah, head. exactly, <laughs> yeah. And the, the time's ticking down, and Billy manages to, to break free. <laughs> and fuck, this is so f- <laughs> fucking funny. So, yeah, Billy manages to break free, and he's got this dynamite attached to him that's ticking down yeah. slowly. So, he takes that as an opportunity to take out Ko. Yeah. And runs towards him, about to, you know, bl- blow him up, essentially. Like beautiful this- slow yeah. motion. He's like, I'm gonna get you! Running as the time was mm. ticking down. But he doesn't doesn't quite make it, does he? One of his goons, like, roundhouses him yeah. off the top of the roof. Yeah. So this is shot of him flying through the air, <laughs> and he just blows up. Mid-air, and John's, like, spattered with his, his blood. It's, it's so ridiculous. extremely visceral explosion. Yeah. Just blood and guts blasting yeah. everywhere, yeah. Oh. John's face just gets caked in blood. Oh, That's very funny. Oh, it's hilarious. The, it, it is hilarious. That's hilarious. The next part, less hilarious. Uh <sighs> John manages to break free. Yan Yan's now free now. She runs towards John and fucking Ko starts shooting. Yeah. And shoots Yan Yan. Just kills this little kid. It's so after it's, everything she's been through. It's one of those things, like, so he's shooting, John grabs one of the goons, uses him as a body shield, mm. and Ko blasts one of his goons full. He realizes he can't get to John, turns, and fucking blasts Yan Yan. Mm. 
and shoots her in the chest. Yeah. And he does actually look like Ko has this look of like, oh, fuck, I probably shouldn't have done right. that. Right. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. Mm. I I gasped when I saw yeah, this. Yeah. I, I literally, I was like, because <gasps> <laughs> they fucking shot Yanya. And it's not just a shot. She goes flying through mm. the air. Yeah. But it's, it, it's shocking, but it's also not that surprising because it is a Hong Kong film. If this was from anywhere else, that kid yeah. would have survived. But... Yeah. Oh, she does it. She's done. She's done. She's fucked. We, my friend Pierre and I, we used to always watch Hong Kong films. And yeah. every time we saw a kid, we're like, that, <laughs> that kid's not going to survive this film. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Ko runs at this point uh, to get away from John and he jumps off the fucking building this yeah. giant castle <laughs> and somehow survives it's so high it's this ridiculously high building he jumps up and manages to land in a way that that he survived and yeah moon is obviously absolutely fucking distraught holding onto the dead yan yan oh. and then we cut to her back at home she's remembering those happier times that dreamlike ballet scene plays again all over these fucking weapons. Moon just gets better and better through this movie. Mm. And even though she was, like, not really in the first half, in the end, she's the person you root for the most. Yeah, she kind of becomes, like, in a way, becomes the hero of the film mm. as it goes on. Yes. So, unfortunately, Yan Yan is dead. Both Moon and John now need to get their revenge. Mm. So, they go to where the weapons are being stored and they wait. The crooked postman comes back, the cuck... Mm. And they ambush him and kick the fucking yeah. shit out of it. And this is the most satisfying yeah, scene. It's so good. Because Moon is so passionate and she's so hysteric, screaming, crying. She's going, give him my daughter back, give him my daughter back. And she's repeatedly bashing his mm. head against the sign, which is just getting dented and dented and warped as she's screaming yeah. and slamming his head into it. I fucking loved it. Then she also puts him in a puddle as yeah. well, right? She's yeah. like sort of drowning him in this puddle. Oh, it's so good. And it, it's so fast uh, because she is, she's completely hysterical. Yeah, yeah. Screaming, crying, but kicking the shit out yeah. of this guy, which for the whole movie up until this point, we've been like, fuck this guy. I want to punch... The- Punch this guy. Mm. And she does it. And she does it in such a beautiful manner that it is extremely satisfying. Yeah, probably my favorite scene of the film. Same. But unfortunately, they can't kill him because they need him. Yeah, they need him to get to Ko, who's like the main person that they want revenge on for Yan Yan. So then we cut to Ko, who's arguing with who I thought was Dan, the original, like, Ah. Lebanese. But I don't know. Fuck, who knows, man? They're all just a bunch of white guys that have been painted brown. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Ko uh, goes looking for for why. Like, he's trying to find why the cuck goes to his apartment, right? Is that yeah, what yeah, it is? yeah. And, and he checks the, uh, checks his, like, calendar. Mm. And there's, like, a note of where he is for that day. Yeah. I think that's where the, uh, the deal, the deal is, going, is going. Yeah, that's go right. Yeah, yeah. So then we cut to our big final scene. Yes. Which is kind of the scene which is used to market this film. Right. On all the posters and everything, there's a lot of guns, explosions, and this is that scene. We finally approach the finale. So, arms to the teeth. Yeah. <laughs> like, arms to the fucking teeth. John and Moon are in a... What would you call it? It's like some fucking barren land yeah, or something. Out in the 
fucking wilderness somewhere, but like, yeah, very barren, as you say. Yeah. But it's like all, all of these subplots and all these weird, like, you know, I call them love triangles. No one's getting loved, but the weird, like, weapon exchange, buying and selling, and that everything comes together. All the different teams and groups and people, everyone comes together at this point. And there's this great kind of uh, scene where people are getting ready. Mm. So you have Ko up on the mounds with an assault rifle, like sniper or something. You have Moon. She's taping together machine gun rounds. <laughs> and I was like, hang on, isn't she like a fucking stay-at-home mum? <laughs> She's taping rounds together to reload quicker. We get some awesome music playing to build suspension before it kicks off. Terrorists turn up for the guns. And All then, of a sudden. And then also, we finally fucking see Simon Yam again. Yeah. So this is the first time we've seen him since he fell in a fucking pool. That's true. So I that so now makes sense why I fucking <laughs> thought he was dead. Because we see him fall into a fucking pool and not get out. Mm. And I just assumed that he was dead. But then, no, he's there in a, a helicopter. Yeah. So he's jumping in a helicopter to head off to to save, save the day, I guess. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. He he's chasing down the the crooked postman, isn't he? Yeah, he's very focused on him. Yeah, yeah I think he. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, that that's his, his key focus. Yeah, everyone has like a different motive to be there. Mm. So Ko's there to get his guns. Yeah, Moon and John there are there to kill Ko. Mm. Simon Yam is there to kill get the postman. Ka- yeah, arrest Y. The, the terrorists are there to buy have fun, or have a fun time. Yeah, I don't know. But it, it all kind of, like, comes down to this point. It's like a big old showdown. Ko, watching from the mound, realizes that Y has double-crossed him. Mm. And then he's just like, oh, I'm going to kill you all. Just starts blasting off rounds. And from there, it all just kicks off. Yeah. Everyone's out to kill each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, Moon Lee, dual-wielding these machine guns... Now just starts sh- shooting and screaming <laughs> whilst Ko is driving in a car. Uh, she somehow gets shot in the leg because mm. he's got a gun like shooting out from the window. John's he- throwing fucking grenades yeah, everywhere. Just like an endless and- supply of grenades. Him and Y are both like throwing grenades <laughs> like willy nilly. And Y what? takes out a bazooka. He's got a bazooka. <laughs> yes. And then while this is all happening, yeah, Simon Yam flies down. And he he gets his like a big assault rifle gun. Thing, yeah. That was such a cool shot because it's like actually Simon Yam in yeah. a helicopter mm. firing a fucking gun down at people. Yes, <laughs> it is explosion central, mm. and it is so satisfying. It, it, you know, it's so primal. Just like I'm just gonna just watch yeah. shit blow up for the next ten minutes, and that's all it is. You see people drive around in this weird. You know, wasteland. wasteland yeah. yeah. Shit just blows up. People get shot. People scream. It's fantastic. And it goes on for a very, very long time. Mm. I love how Simon Yam's in that helicopter coming down and he's he's chasing Y and just, mm. like, shooting around him. Yes. Sort of Yosemite Sam style around his feet and yeah. stuff like that. And the helicopters are just so close to the, the mm. actors as well. It's amazing. There, there is a great scene with the helicopters after a bunch of grenades blow up. And as you said, they're flying so low and the blades of the helicopters, like, swoop up the, uh, the smoke from the grenades mm. and they kind of, like, they whirl around. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. so beautiful. There's one scene which I thought was fucking incredible in this one shot. Sorry. So um, you have Y, the crooked postman, 
someone throws a grenade at him and he's stationary. He's just standing there like blasting rounds. And he, stationary, jumps up onto the roof of the car. And literally seconds after he leaves the ground, this grenade blows up underneath mm-hmm. him. And it's so fast. Like, if it was mistimed, even by a split second, he would have blown off a foot or something. Jesus It is Christ. a really amazing stunt. So... <laughs> Gotta trust those stunt coordinators. Well, in Mike Abbott and yeah. Yang Yang's parents do. <laughs> So a car chase in shoes. There's like a game of chicken now. Mm. So you have now three cars. Yeah. You've got John and Moon. You've got Ko and you've got Y mm. and two helicopters mm-hmm. all trying to kill each other. Moon and John, they fucking swoop around and drive towards the other two cars, shooting in and blasting stuff. Moon manages to shoot Ko. He takes a shot to the chest. Then she blows out his tires. And in glorious fashion, he flies off the edge of, like, some ravine or something. The car blowing up. Blows up. As it does. Yes. But at this point, I was like, ah, that's kind of a boring death. Right. It's not very personal that he's just, like, flying off a cliff and blowing up. But, I mean, fucking John. I think John's a bit of an idiot. He's like... He's dead. Yeah, yeah. And Moon is just like, there's a, there's a lovely sorrow to her face because even though she's killed the guy who killed Yang Yan, you know, you'd expect her to kind of celebrate, but she kind of just like slumps back into the car mm. in like complete sadness because it doesn't bring her back. Yeah. But then, as you said, he survives anything. This he's kind. a fucking he's in a ninja. car flew off a cliff and blew up, and he's managed to survive it. Mm. So, yeah, Ko comes crawling back yes. from the cliff, all sort of, like, you know, a bit, a bit burnt. A bit burnt. <laughs> and um, John, assuming that he's dead, is already walking away from him. Idiot. Yeah, Ko has his gun, shoots John. But luckily, Moon is there to sort shit out. Yes. And she just absolutely blast the fucking shit out of Ko just over and over and over just squibs everywhere screaming as she does yeah. it and I loved loved that shot there's a shot of Ko where he's like blood's coming out of his mouth yeah. and he's sort of laughing he he's, like, he's like oh, as he's like dying it's yes. <laughs> fucking amazing yeah uh, it's so good it, it is a it is a great scene and it's feel like it's a deserved scene you know yeah. you really feel like you got the justice mm. uh, from him killing Yan Yan. When Moon is blasting him with that assault rifle, she has the best facial expressions mm. ever. I fucking love her. Yeah, she's she's great. You said you get justice for Ko. Unfortunately, not so much for Y, which is mm. kind of frustrating. But yeah. Uh, yeah, we're back over to, to Y, who's getting chased down by Simon Yam. There's like the two helicopters chasing and he has his bazooka. Yes. And blows up one of the helicopters, shoots a helicopter down with a with a bazooka. Luckily not the one that Simon Yam. Yeah, with. thank God for I that. I did love Simon Yam's reaction in this. Yeah. So the, the helicopter blows up and Simon Yam just goes, Whoo! like he's like yeah. out of frustration. Like, oh, God yeah. damn it. <laughs> Who's going to pay for that? Mm. Uh, but yeah, Simon Yam's like continuing to sort of shoot him from up in that helicopter and 
yeah, why finally crashes his car. And I mm-hmm. love the shot of him, like, he's, like, fallen out of the car. He's, like, on the ground just screaming yes. in pain. And yeah, the, the helicopter is, like, chasing him down mm. while he's on foot now. And Yam again is just, like, shooting all around. Love <laughs> it's it. It's amazing. And I also loved, like, the contrast from the beginning of the film where he's such a smug, mm. like, very, very neatly kept yeah. prick. And now he's, like, a, a complete mess. mess. His joke. hair's all, like, yeah. all over the place, bloody and, in, like, in rags. And he's, like, a real, like, fall from grace. Yeah. <laughs> Helicopter lands. They arrest him. Which yeah. is so disappointing. I, I know. I wanted to see him him die. <laughs> like, so if, did I. If, 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 if for everyone in this film, like, like, of all the characters, like, he... He is the one that deserves it the most, yeah. right? He's such a kind. Even though Ko shot Yan Yan, he mm. had that like flicker of uh, you know regret when he did it. Like, why is this yeah. like, a cunt? Like mm. a through and through, no redeeming qualities whatsoever. Yeah. Total prick. Yeah. So it's very sad that he only gets arrested. Mm. It's quite a kind of a strange choice for the film to make. I but thought. we do get Yan give him a nice fucking fatal blow to the head. Mm. Gives him a good old good old. Conk on the noggin. Just a little bonk on the head. <laughs> and uh, then Yam makes amends with Moon and John, you know, because he mm. was assuming that they were responsible for the <laughs> yeah. brother's death for the whole time. I found this part a little bit funny in a kind of awkward way where he, like, shakes hands with John. Yeah. And it's like, and John's, like, smiling. It's like, new best friends. And all I could think of was, like, yeah, but Yan Yan's fucking dead, isn't yeah. she? Like, no, no one's winning out of this. No. So it's sort of like this weirdly, like, it's like a happy ending, but it's but not at all. The kid's shot. dead. The kid's <laughs> dead. dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then that's it. Then it ends. Mm. Done. Fatal termination. There you go. There you go. Wow. I fucking love this movie. I really it's, enjoy it. Yeah. Like we mentioned, it's it suffers a lot in the first half. It, it tries to do too much, but from the second half and once you kind of like got through all all the the character introductions and figuring out the weird like relationships Mm. with everyone once you kind of get into the flow of things it's really fucking good Mm. the stunts are insane not just with the yang yang like all the falling off the buildings all that kind of stuff the choreography is incredible and then you get these insane bloody gory scenes Mm. which just are the are the cherry on top. I would also say as well, like, a lot of Hong Kong action, especially of this kind of mm. budget. So I'm not talking about John Woo stuff, but, yeah. like, a lot of films in this, yeah, budget area, this genre, they do take a while to get to mm. the action. So for me, it wasn't all that frustrating to watch. Right. And I think we've got a lot of good stuff peppered in throughout. Yeah. My biggest complaint with this film is, like, it's just a bit, it's just too much. Like, there's just too much. Like, first time I watched it, I'm like, I don't really know sure. who anybody was. And then yeah. second time, I'm like, okay, now it makes sense. that There's just too many characters. Yeah. But, yeah, like, once it all sort of falls into place, mm. the last kind of half of this film is pretty fucking amazing. Mm. Like, it was basically 40 minutes of amazing action yeah. in that, that last uh, part. Basically, from the point of that absolutely fuck stunt mm. with Yan Yan, the film just skyrockets to like this new level it really does 
And I think that goes back to what I was saying. Like, if you go in waiting for that, you're going to be a bit like, I know, antsy waiting. You know, you're just waiting for the, the good stuff to kick off. But if you go into this just expecting a police cop crime drama, you know, it's mm. fine. It's fine in for that genre as well. Yeah. And there's, a, and there's a lot to enjoy. It's got a great cast. Hells yeah, it does. Um, there's some funny Hong Kong stuff in it. A few laughs throughout the, the what, way. What were the laughs again? You know, like fucking cut guy getting smashed up. Cracks me <laughs> I up. I don't think that was supposed to be funny. Oh, it was very funny though. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, just like all the sort of terrorist stuff or the Middle Eastern gun smugglers, that stuff was pretty hysterical. I think all those things you're saying, they're not supposed to be funny. <laughs> I know, but that doesn't matter. It's still funny. <laughs> Dan, the Lebanese white terrorist. Yeah. Dan, why did they choose the name Dan? And honestly, like, the biggest surprise for me, I knew this was going to have a good cast, mm. but I was, I could not believe that Mike Abbott was in this. Yeah. I think this is only, I, I don't think I've seen him in anything. This is the the only time I've seen him outside of American Hunter. Right. And, and he is so fucking iconic, for mm. me at least, in, mm. in American Hunter, that it was really mind-blowing and it took a while for it to sink in who it was as well (laughs) i when i saw him i was so excited because because you know going back to american hunter i know you love that movie that i didn't know if you knew he was in this no i had no idea so that was really really exciting so you've not seen him in the godfrey ho movies where he plays a ninja maybe i have but i don't remember just imagine mike abbott yeah the big as a ninja a, yeah. as a ninja and he's in the ninja suit and he's got ninja written on his forehead oh, wow it's fucking atrocious that's amazing i might have to do it for the pod <laughs> <laughs> so there we have it fatal termination after i watched this like i remembered how much i know i just keep going on about it but how much i love moon lee and i went on a massive binge nice and she she's just incredible yeah she's really great mm. really really great unfortunately there are some weird rumors about her. Mm. So she she stopped acting for for a long time, and I think she recently announced that she's going to be making like a comeback, or she's going to you know do something. Obviously, mm. she's older now, but there was like a rumor, and I, I I'm saying it's a rumor. This mm. is not confirmed, so I'm not thinking too much about it. But I heard she had an affair with her nephew. Oh. Yeah. That's just one rumor that's floating around. Let's just hope that's a fake thing. I hope so. Didn't that happen with um, Ricky Martin? There was that... Was it? Yeah, I feel like it was completely untrue. Right. But there was some incestuous rumor about him. And it was really sad because it it, it really fucked his career up. But it was totally untrue. Right. Yeah, so... Was he living a Vida Loca with his nephew? Yes, he was. He was living La Vida Loca. <laughs> well, let's hope that's not the case with Moon Lee. Mm. So, wrongometer. This is a tricky one because, you know, we're, we're essentially watching a cop crime drama, an action movie that is sprinkled with ridiculously insane and irresponsible stunts. So, content-wise, outside of those stunts is pretty pretty standard. I would... I, I think I know what my rating is for this if you edited this film and cut out the yan yan scene Mm -hmm. the car scene it would be a zero on the wrongometer right because as you said nothing special Mm. about this like enjoyable film yeah but like yeah there's some fucked up stunts but i've I've seen that shit a million times before in a hong kong film but 
that Yan Yan scene yeah. alone, mm. it it's I, I'm not I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say it is may, maybe I, I can't think of anything else more fucked up than no. that that I've that I've seen. Mm. It's so fucked, like yeah. it's mind blowingly fucked. So for that scene alone, alone, I'm giving the film a seven. Nice. And it's nice. because of that, that fucking one scene. Because yeah. it is shocking. Absolutely. I, I, as soon as I finished the movie, I like messaged like three friends. Like, have you fucking seen Fatal, <laughs> Fatal Termination? You need to fucking see it because of this scene. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It, it, it is awful. Yeah. Awful. And I fucking loved it. <laughs> I absolutely loved it. I came across that scene on Twitter. Also, like, before you'd seen yes, the movie itself, mm. I uh, some someone someone just posted it on Twitter, and it, it came up, and I was like, "Oh my good god, what the fuck is this?" And, and since that was maybe last year, and that was uh, when I put it onto the list, I was like, "This needs to be on the podcast," and finally got around to it after this restoration was put out. So. I I knew it was coming, but yeah, it is insanely shocking. I think because I knew it was coming, the scene where she got shot was more shocking for right. me. I I literally gasped, <laughs> which I've not done in a movie for a very long time. Yang Yang flying across the screen with a <laughs> bloody chest as oh fucking hell. Yeah, it is it is horrendous. It is absolutely horrendous. And I think yeah, like you said, yeah, it would be a zero without that one scene. Uh, the fact that it is in there though, I'm going to say 7 is a perfectly good mm. score for this. It's it's really really disturbing. Mm. And it is a scene that literally makes your jaw drop. Yeah. I genuinely felt really queasy uh, watching it. It's so fucked. I kind of love that it exists, though. <laughs> yeah. Because you just wouldn't get that now. No. Can yeah. you imagine trying to get someone's, like, oh. a parent's permission? Can we use your kid in this film? Yeah, to do this fucking yeah. scene. M- madness. Yeah. It's mad. It's mad. <sighs> I think that's why I love this era of cinema so much. Because anything, you know similar to this scene would just be made with cgi easily Mm. no one in their right mind would ever dream of doing this now and that's what's fantastic about this movie and this era of cinema because there is there is nothing nothing will ever be like this ever again Mm. it's beautiful beautiful so there you go two sevens it's a 14 that's a 14 guys (laughs) if you didn't if you couldn't do that yourselves yeah (laughs) all right well, next time. Yeah. We're going to somewhere we've, I think, never been before. Okay. We're going to Brazil. Oh. And we're doing a genre of film that I don't think we've ever done before. Right. We're doing a children's film, a film for kids. No way. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> and fucking I'm hell. I'm very intrigued I've, now. I've got to say this title. You heard me practicing this beforehand. Mm-hmm. I had my friend's... Brazilian boyfriend record this title for me so I could say it okay. with the pronunciation and I'll still say it wrong. <sighs> but next time <laughs> we're doing fuck it all, here we go. <laughs> Super Juksha right. Contra or Baisho Astral. Okay. I'm not gonna try to repeat it. Now the international title oh, good. is Super Juksha versus Down Mood. 
Which is a great versus title. Versus Down Mood. Down Mood. Okay. And even better, the American title. Yeah. Super Juxa versus Satan. Oh, I like the sound of that. <laughs> so yeah, it's a film for, for kids. With Satan. From 1988 with Satan mm. from Brazil. Great. And that's next time. We've not done a Satan movie for a while, have we? No, we haven't. And this film has been on my list since the beginning, but mm. I've honestly been putting it off because of all the names that I have to pronounce it. That's the main <laughs> reason. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be a fun one, I think. Oh, yeah. looking forward to that. And as always, please follow us on Twitter at SMSW Podcast. And you can also send us an email if you want at showmesomethingwrong at gmail.com. And yeah, tell tell your friends about the show. Do a review. Do a review. <laughs> <laughs>